Thank you for joining us today for Wandering in the Word, where we read and discuss the upcoming week's lectionary texts at First Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota. Such nerds. Uh, <laughs> oh, I go real deep on a very random, time random number of shows. Yep, time I mean, that's, that's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to be able to sing that theme song, and I can't remember it. Dinosaur Train. Dinosaur Train. <laughs> well, hey, everybody. This is Wandering in the Word for Sunday, October 30th, 2022, which wow. is close to Halloween. Yes. So we've been talking about Halloween costumes, but now yes. we're going to switch gears mm-hmm. and talk about the Bible. Yes. Because um, that's that's why we're here, really, to here. wander in the Word, wander in Scripture. Yes, and so. this Sunday for at First Lutheran, we have like a double header of sorts. Very yeah. exciting. Um, it's Reformation Sunday. Mm-hmm. Celebrating Martin Luther, the 95 Theses, the Reformation of the Church 500 years ago, and Confirmation Sunday. Get excited, people! Yeah, so we'll have two services. And break out your red. It's a great Sunday to wear all of your best red clothing. That is not just a First Lutheran thing. That is kind of a... (laughs) Everywhere? Lots of places like to wear red. Mm -hmm. So, I don't own much red. Me, I'm trying to think. After working at Target for a long time, <laughs> you should be set. You oh, should be set. And I get purged. Wear your Target shirt. But um, yeah, so these texts come up every year. Every Reformation. Reformation it's the same ones. Mm-hmm. Um, we probably have a past podcast on these exact texts. Uh, see, we probably could just pull it up. I'll see we'll what I can find. Link <laughs> See what we can find. But yeah, so this is uh, rough. You know, lots of churches around are celebrating Reformation Sunday. Mm-hmm. Lutheran churches, especially. Um, but we're doing confirmation, so that, that's where we're kind of coming in at. So why don't we why don't we start? Um, who would like to read the Gospel of John? I can read it. Okay. Thanks, I Melissa. Get it. You're welcome. John chapter eight verses thirty one through thirty six. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has made a, uh, the son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Christ. Well, that's lovely. Yeah. Um, What do you mean by saying you will be made free? Well, that's a great question. I second that. (laughs) Yeah, that is a great question. Um, Yeah. The truth will make you free. The truth. And we could say, what is is truth, right? Pontius Pilate says that later in this gospel. Um, But also in this gospel, Jesus says, I am the truth. Wait. So we kind of have that, I don't know, kind of yeah. coloring all of this sort of talk about what, what is truth and what does it mean to live in truth and be freed by the truth and all that. Yeah. We talked a little bit about that uh, in worship on Sunday with the mirror. We talked about like honestly mm-hmm. looking at ourselves and, um, you know, that when we do that, then we discover freedom and we're not pretending anymore or we're not just casting blame, but that there there's freedom in in honesty Mm. and in truth and so yeah and here clearly obviously jesus is you know uh, i think it was 
I don't think he said it yet, but he's, he will say a few verses later, or chapters later, you know, I am the way and the mm -hmm. truth and the life. And, uh, yeah, this, this is, and this is one, I mean, I, we probably point this out every year, but the, that line in verse 33 from, <laughs> from the Jewish folks who are, you know, we're descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean, you know, yeah. we're going to be seven? Really? It's like, well, literally your whole, your whole cultural yeah. identity comes from the story of Exodus, of being, <laughs> being in slavery and God setting you free. Um, so that's kind of funny, but it is kind of, I mean, also, I think for us, uh, you know, we're, we, we could probably sound very similar. We're Americans, you know, we mm -hmm. aren't slaves to anyone. We have freedom to do what we want. And then at the same time, be slaves to any number of things from our phones to, um, uh, consuming, to, mm -hmm. to spending money, to, um, you know, even our identities of who we are, we will fight to the end to defend that we are whatever it is. Um, those become kind of things that we are enslaved to. Mm -hmm. um, so. And Jesus, I mean, in his answer, is talking about how this is, he's not talking about like earthly authority. He's talking about, yeah, what, what's sort of ruling in your, in your life and everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. Yeah. That sounds icky, like no one wants to be a slave to sin, and yet here we are. We look in the mirror, this is where we find ourselves. Yeah, yeah. We are in bondage and we cannot free ourselves. Yeah, yeah, we are slaves to sin. And, you know, if sin is, you know, the root of it, you know, one way of thinking of it is trusting anything other than God. Um, yeah, I am a, I, I trust lots of other things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we fall into traps of trusting political leaders or movements or ideologies or any kind of thing um, over God. Yeah. You know, so uh, that was 2,000 years ago Jesus is talking about here. and hmm, It's timeless. This is a little bit timeless. So um, well, I think this could be interesting to read along with our Old Testament reading mm -hmm. from uh, Jeremiah chapter 31. Um, I'll go ahead and read that. So... Uh, says, the days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, a covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. So, um, yeah. This is such, like, this is very good news. This yeah. is very <clears throat> uplifting. Um, and, I mean, not shying away from the the, the history or the, the current uh, situation, maybe, of God's people that they uh, have been in covenant before with God and have walked away from that, broken it. Um, even though I was their husband, says the Lord, but that um, a, a new day is coming and God is going to be responsible for it. Like, <laughs> It won't yeah. necessarily be based on our worthiness or our effort or our vision, but uh, but God's going to take care of it. Yeah, it is kind of hopeful. That is, it's kind of interesting too that that idea of like the, that I will put the law within them and I will mm -hmm. write it on their hearts. Mm -hmm. um, they're just going to know yeah. that I'm God. Like there won't be any more doubt. 
Like, well, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I heard, like, this is a vague memory I should think before I speak, but um, <laughs> the, the ancient way of thinking was that nowadays our heart is, like, where we, where we feel things, mm -hmm. um, especially love, right? But in, in the olden days, you felt things with your guts and you thought things with your heart. And so the heart is more like what we would <laughs> equate to our mind doing mm, that sort mm -hmm. of role and duty. Um, but I mean, I think it, I think it works both ways, but when you just said it's the knowing, um, but yeah, having that sort of internalized within us and the, the law and the identity and all of that just so deeply ingrained. I love that. That's, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And we won't read it, but uh, Romans chapter 3 reading for Reformation Sunday talks a lot more about, like, law as well and kind of gets totally. into the that kind of idea. Um, and I, I do think it's important for us to, you know, whenever we hear law in the Bible, um, it's not usually talking about, like, governmental laws that we think mm. of today, like speeding or, you know, all the different laws that we have for how we treat each other tax law or any of those kinds of things. It's more of like what God expects of God's people. And so when we start blurring those together, we get really dangerous, scary things um, like Christian nationalism that's really kind of ramping up in the United States and Russia and other places that's trying to kind of merge the church with the government and make the church's rules the government rules that everyone has to follow. And that gets really dangerous really quickly um, uh, and so that, I mean thankfully we have a constitution that clearly distinguishes those two in our country but you know these laws that we have these rules of, of faith these, these ways of living are meant for those who are Christians or those who seek after God it's not meant for common everybody in a society um, right yeah. I mean in the way that like we our great yearning as Christians it would be that all people would know God and all yeah. people would be um, would have this law written in their, in their hearts. hearts. But it wouldn't be it wouldn't be for the same purpose as our yeah. civic laws. There would be yeah. some distinction there, and that um, the enforcing of the laws that are written on our heart would be different from like our our judicial system. Yeah, that's in place today. Well, because we recognize that like what is written on your heart might you know to to care for hungry mm -hmm. might be different than who it's written on my heart to care for foster kids mm -hmm. or something like that, right? I mean, like, we can't say, no, you have to care about the hungry first. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's obviously there's overlap, but like, you know, the spirit moves and speaks to us in different ways and we have understandings and are different places in our faith. And yeah, it's hard to regulate that. Yeah. It's impossible, I would say. Right. Yeah, because before we start putting, um, you know, God's law or how we interpret scripture into like the law of the land, we have to we have to decide and agree on an interpretation of scripture. And the church has struggled with that like forever. <laughs> forever. And so if we are going to neglect that task and then try and skip yeah. to um, enforcing this law like the law of the land, like what a mess! Yeah, what a putting gigantic God disaster. back in the government. Yeah. Who's God? The Catholic, yeah, right. the Lutheran, the Methodist, the Baptist, mm -hmm. the Jewish, the Hindu, mm -hmm. the Muslim, or <laughs> it gets lots of questions real quick. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Um, 
But for us, like as the church, as we gather to hear our our sacred texts read to us each week, um, and to wrestle with those and try to understand what God's speaking to us today, that's the that's our task to do for us and how we live. We cannot impose that on anybody else, nor should we want to. That's not what God calls us to do. I don't think so. Um, it's the church's job, and that's why we're always reforming, right? <laughs> always always semper reformanda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my fancy big word. <laughs> Good job. Gold star. We talk about it every year. Just yeah, I just wanted to throw my. I think it's Latin. Or is it German? <laughs> I think it's Latin. That sounds Latin. German Latin. would have a little more like. Yeah, yeah I think it'd have more guttural happening. sounds mm-hmm. if it was German. It's Latin. It's Latin. <laughs> but I think it means always reforming or always being reformed. Yeah, so. right. Mm-hmm. That Reformation is not just a one time yeah. thing. But that's hard. It's a call, it's identity. We are a reforming church. Yeah. I don't yeah, think there's any doubt right. that the church is reforming. Because it now. has to. It the has world to. is changing so fast. We um, have to keep updating our. I mean, our if we told our. If you would have been like in seminary, you know, 10 years ago, like, you're going to do a podcast mm-hmm. with the camera. <laughs> right. And you're going to put it on podcast? this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know how to do I that. I think I've heard of that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but here we are. We are trying to change and be faithful. Uh, much like Martin today. Luther got to do with the printing press. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. yeah, that is true. We're going going wild with the, the podcast on Facebook. So. Oh, yeah, it's huge. But, Just fantastic. Well, anyways, well, any closing thoughts for these texts or Reformation Sunday this coming weekend? Um, yeah, so let me just say one Great. thing, too. This is more related, again, to Romans chapter 3, but you'll hear it on Sunday, and, and it talks a lot about the law and being under the law and being outside of the law being because you know we are in Christ and um, I had a seminary professor who said that he was a little bit crazy but the <laughs> shortest <all> sermon <laughs> that's true the shortest sermon he ever gave was he stood up at the pulpit and he said the law until Christ and then he went and sat down and there was kind of like Whoa. what well, think of the onus that puts on the organist to sort of determine, like, is he done? Right. Yeah, is he like, coming back? Should I start playing the hymn so, of the day, right. or so did he forget you know? something? Yeah, <laughs> is he having a stroke? Yeah, um, seriously. <laughs> but that he felt like that really encapsulated this idea that we we as humans live under the law and are justified mm. by the law until Christ, which is a historical event at this point, obviously. Um, and now we are no longer under the law, um, and yet the law has purpose. And yeah. so, I mean, he could have expanded quite a lot on that yeah. idea, but it felt like that was really the nugget. So, some Reformation Day when I'm feeling really bold Ooh. slash lazy, um, <laughs> I will do that sermon and maybe give Rita a heads up ahead of time. But you know, I would hope so. She'd be in the bathroom. That's normally her time where <laughs> she sneaks out and takes secret. a break. That's true. Sorry, no. you did not hear that here. You have been outed, Rita. Yes, no. <laughs> She'd be counting heads or like getting right. the music ready and be like, wait, what? I gotta, what? Is it my turn? So, well, on that note, that's great. We know what Pastor Brandy's sermon will be someday. Yep. It's just going to be those four words or whatever. But um, anyways, uh, we are glad you could join us today for Wandering in the Word for October 30th, 2022. Uh, for Pastor Brandy, Melissa, and myself, we'll talk to you again next week. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today for another Wandering in the Word podcast here at First Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota. 